Hello, young royals. I'm Cherokee McAnally, head of entertainment at Tumblr, and it's decorative gourd season, motherfuckers. And I'm Lauren Chippen, professional writer who has survived the skeleton wars this year once again. And this is Dashboard Diaries, a podcast for you, the folks who are in this internet bunker with us. We talk about what's going on on our favorite health site, get into what we like to call tumble lore, do fandom deep dives, and share the times when we've gone feral over a new ship. So, uh, Lauren, to start off, what's your last week on Tumblr been like? What have you been up to? What, what have you been scrolling past? Well, I have been reblogging a lot of Andor still um, mm-hmm. because I'm still deep, deep in the Andor hole. We've still got like a couple more weeks of episodes, so that's going to be consuming my life uh, for quite some time. Um, but I'm also gearing up for when this episode releases. Uh, tomorrow is November 5th which is the anniversary of Destiel going canon and is a big holiday on Tumblr. What about you? Uh, Well, it's been a big week on Tumblr. Um, We launched our new series, Tumblr Top 5, which I will touch on a little more later in the episode, but really excited about that. And honestly, that's really been the focus because we have an episode a week coming out and it's been so much fun to see uh, the fan fan reactions to the organized chaos that that is this (laughs) series. Uh, So that's really been what, uh, what I've been working on. And then in addition to that, I... So technically this isn't a week like a thing on Tumblr, but it's Tumblr related. And I really feel like this is just another step into the Tumblr zeitgeist for me. I have started watching Doctor Who. Whoa. Yes. I know. You're going for that super who luck crown. I'm going for the crown. I want it all. <laughs> so I started with the Matt Smith season, okay. uh, inspired by House of the Dragon. Excellent. Um, because he is just a sexy, weird little man. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I've been really, yeah, really enjoying Doctor Who. I absolutely love it. And I am obviously not looking at like the Tumblr tags mm-hmm, currently because mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything. But I really love that it's contain- each season is contained because then I can, like once I finish an individual season, dive in without getting other things really ruined for me. So I am stoked to start experiencing that on Tumblr. That is very exciting. Well, and speaking of of Super Hulock, have you a Supernatural update for us? I have, Lauren. I have. So this week, we are on Season 1, Episode 7. The official title is Hookman. My unofficial title is Playing Hooky. (laughs) And... (laughs) Uh, so I really enjoyed this episode. This was very like reminiscent of like, I know what you did last summer mm. with kind of, you know, a creepy guy in a creepy outfit with a hook that he kills people with. So <laughs> it was really nostalgic. Uh, you know, it felt like I'd kind of seen it before. I wrote a lot of notes and I had a lot of feelings about this episode. Number one, I know that like the horror trope of... When you hear a scary sound outside deciding, hey, I'm going to get out of my car and investigate that, you drive away, folks. Just drive away. Just leave the scary noise. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't get out. Um, and so that was just note number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for like the people out there, I just want to let you know if you hear a creepy hook man dragging his creepy hook a- a- across your car, floor it. You know? Yeah, don't go there. Exactly. So uh, that was a big, a big note for this episode. I also wrote that this, 
this episode has everything frat bros grave digging and hook-handed murderers so <laughs> the three key the three need. key elements yeah uh, and I also said I like how the hook hand guy does so much pre-scratching to get people ready for the murder part. Because he just drags that hook along any wall he sees. He's like, it's a That's nice to have true. a warning. Anyone, yeah. he's invisible, but they always knew where he was because he had to, like, drag his hook along. And that's why I think he's playing hooky. Uh, so so that's kind of my, my thoughts there. Uh, and the other thing that I wanted to mention, and I'm sure this is talked about in the supernatural fandom because every aspect of the show is so i noticed that baby's license plate says k-a-z to y5 now let's focus on the k-a-z okay. that's very close to c-a-s is this <laughs> is this foreshadowing and if so what does 2y5 mean <laughs> that is so funny i don't think i of all of the supernatural posts and and now years in the fandom that i've spent i don't think i've ever seen anybody make that particular connection before Look, it's a jump, but maybe CAS wasn't available and they had to get KAZ instead. I you love know, that. seasons before uh, he appears, <laughs> we know he's coming. I even looked it up because my theory was like, okay, KAZ means Kaz. 2Y5 means two years and five episodes. That means season three, episode five, Kaz appears. And I was like, if I Google it and that's where he appears, it'll be confirmed. He applies, he appears in season four, like episode one, I yep, think it is. So yep. that part of my theory was immediately debunked, <laughs> but I was very excited about it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I don't know. I don't know if there's a reason that the license plate is that. But listeners, right. if 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 you have a, a if you have an answer to that, please let us know at dashboarddiaries.tumble.com. But also, <laughs> let's say that KAZ was a cast reference. What would 2Y5 be be a clue for? Give us your best guesses. <laughs> Next, we have our dashboard confessional where we take a gander uh, at our archives and see what we were up to this time in past years. So, Lauren, what do you have for us today? I've got something from um, November 2nd of 2015, Ooh. which um, is a post from a blog called Everybody I Love Dies, which... Just a, you know, classic Tumblr <laughs> URL there. So Tumblr, yep. <laughs> and the post just reads, Can you imagine Sebastian Stan getting the script for Cap 1 and being like, Oh, hey, check out what a ladies' man I am. Look at all the chicks I'm scoring. No more sad gay boys for Sebastian. And then he gets the script for Cap 2. Well, fuck. <laughs> and this is clearly deep, deep, deep in my post-Winter Soldier, which came out the, the, the year prior uh, phase. And it's true, because if you are not familiar with Sebastian Stan's pre-Marvel catalog of work, it is mostly sad gay boys. And uh, he, you know, finally got away with that with Bucky Barnes, except... Bucky Barnes mm -hmm. is just a sad bisexual boy, in my opinion. Yeah. Not so fast, Bucky. <laughs> Not so fast. <laughs> Not so fast, Sebastian. You play a type and you play it beautifully. <laughs> what about you, Cherokee? What do you have for us? I, in, you know, continually on-brand fashion, have two posts. Uh, one is from tw November 22nd. 2017. Okay. 2017. 20, All right. 2017. We're, we're coming up on it. Uh, mine is from November 2017. And it is a photo of Taika Waititi, uh, or a GIF, uh, to be more exact, in a jacket that says, I'm tired. And so the history behind this photo is we did a, 
uh, like a press day with the cast and, you know, director of Thor Ragnarok. We had a Tumblr artist kind of create this backdrop and we did this whole photo shoot with them. And our installation artist who made the background was wearing this jacket that said, I'm tired on the back. And Taika walked in and was like, can I borrow your jacket for the shoot? And she was like, obviously. And so he did this whole photo shoot with the jacket on, which just really, thats awesome. I mean, it All looks like time, it was made for I thought him. it was his jacket. Right? That's a fun amazing. fact. It was it was our very talented installation artist Melissa Kripe's jacket. And it was made by this company, Big Bud Press, and it had been a limited release jacket. And this photo blew up so much that they had to reproduce the jacket and then it sold out again. Oh my so gosh. that's just a fun little jazzy story about a uh, spontaneous choice during this photo shoot. I love that. Got some great stuff out of it. Uh, and my other post is something I also reblogged in 2017. It is from user Keele Jams, and it is a video of a bowl of salad in the seat of a wheelchair rolling down the street unassisted. And someone, uh, Hollow Jen, reblogged it and replied, Life is fragile and beautiful. <laughs> and I just. Really love it. Yeah, I think it's great. Great. Life is fragile and beautiful. And <laughs> yeah. it, it, it could only all be a bowl of salad just rolling <laughs> peacefully down the street. <laughs> oh, to be that bowl of salad. <laughs> well, with that, we are going to take a quick break. And then we'll be back with a little chit chat about Young Royals with our friend Brigham Snow. So today we have with us our good friend, Brigham Snow, who you may know from The Bright Sessions. He also wrote and directed and starred in Roommates and Look Up, two other amazing fiction podcasts that you should definitely check out. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today, Brigham. Thanks for having me. Super psyched. And you are a big, big Young Royals fan, right? Yes. Cherokee, yes. what is your familiarity with Young Royals? So my familiarity with Young Royals is that it's popular on Tumblr, uh, but and that was pretty much the extent of it. But I decided uh, to watch an episode uh, last night, which, again, as always happens, I was up until two. Uh, <laughs> so now I'm a lot more familiar with Young Royals than I was 24 hours ago. Uh, and also, I have spoiled the ending of season two for myself via the uh, the Young Royals tag. So oh. that's I, I've made some choices in the last twenty four hours. Before, yeah. Before we were jumping into this, I was like, maybe I'll jump into Tumblr and just sort of like you know just get in the vibe. And I was like, no, because mm -hmm. I've uh, James and I, my husband and I, we've we've made it three episodes into season. Okay, two. I was going to ask. I don't want to like spoil it. So. And I heard the ending of season three or episode three is uh, a big one based on 10 minutes I spent on Tumblr. I know everything that happened in season two. <laughs> so I have seen one episode of Young Royals uh, several years ago. I don't know, whenever it first came out, I like watched the first episode. And then for whatever reason, I just like didn't keep up Here's with it. Here's the crazy thing. Not several years ago. It came out last year, oh, and yet it feels like so I had to check because I was like, this was a while ago. ago like, right? it took a while. <laughs> no, like it's been a year. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, it feels like a million years ago, and and I and I don't remember it uh, very well. So I figured before we jumped into why you love Ro- Young Royals and the fandom of Young Royals and your interaction with it, I figured based off my diving into the Tumblr tag, I would try to to explain what the show is about for our listeners. Um, so this is a a Swedish show, and I looked in the tag before season two dropped. So like I'm only basing this off of season one content and excitement for season two. So I saw a lot of descriptions of it as like the Swedish Heartstopper, um, another Netflix show that is delightful, Mm. but came out after Young Royals. Um, Mm. It's about a prince and his boyfriend, Prince Wilhelm and his boyfriend, Simon. And they're like in high school. And there's something with a Garfield pencil case that kept coming up. I don't know (laughs) if that's significant. (laughs) Um, and it seems like the sort of the main antagonist in the series is August, August. I don't know how I, I my, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't speak Swedish, um, who wants to get revenge against Prince Wilhelm for something, I think. But that's like the most plot that I got. Um, and also that one of them, one of the boys told the other that he loved him, but like when he was high and also maybe like grieving something, like there's maybe some like grief involved in here. So it's like a heart stopper, but with grief and also revenge and it's Swedish. How'd I do? (laughs) Interesting. I mean, fairly close. Fairly, fairly close. So Brian, can you give us a rundown of what Young Royals is actually about? (laughs) Totally, totally. So it's uh, it's in Sweden, and uh, fictional prince of Sweden, Prince Wilhelm, uh, gets in a fight, and there's this scandal with the royal family because he got in a fight. So he gets sent to Hilerska boarding school, uh, which his older brother, the crown prince, had attended uh, before. So he gets sent there sort of like a punishment, and he sees this super dreamy boy singing lead in the chorus at a performance and like they immediately connect and basically the whole thing is them sort of like connecting and falling for each other but uh then what ends up happening is that uh the crown prince his older brother dies in a car crash and he becomes the crown prince Oh, and Mueller. so there's all this sort of like drama and expectations. And then August, I'm cool. These are okay. Like spoilers. Oh, totally. Yeah. Spoilers. Okay, for, cool. I think season one. Yeah. Well, and spoilers yeah, yeah. Uh, up one. to yeah, yeah. episode three of season two, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So August, who is like a second cousin of Wilhelm and, and is now deceased older brother, um, ends up accidentally recording Wilhelm and Simone uh, having sex. <gasps> And because he's like super jealous and going through like financial issues with his family and everything, leaks the video. Oh my god. And so like the royal family has to like tell Willie to like deny it and it's about that sort of relationship struggle. So like heading into season two is all essentially they've parted ways on winter break and they come back for the next semester. And uh, dealing with that sort of like, you're kind of broken up, but you're still thrown together in class sort of vibes. And still and like each other, presumably. And stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but I would actually say, like, I think a lot of fandoms sort of like conflate or sort of say, it's the Swedish heartstopper. I actually don't. I, I, it is 
so different from Heartstopper. I mean, it sounds really different. <laughs> they are yeah. totally in different universes. And I know, like, fandoms are like, oh, they share a universe. Wouldn't it be cool if there were crossover episodes and stuff? But, like, totally different. Where Heartstopper is sort of, like, glossy and and sweet Cozy. and joyous. The thing about, like, Young Royals, which I loved, is it's, like, it's grittier. It's... It seems like very real problems. Even the the kids that are in it, I mean, they have like full on acne. Like nobody's touched up or anything. Yeah. They all look like real, real high school students. Um, but yeah, that's young royals, sort of like surface level. That is so much um, more yeah. like drama than I expected. Oh, it's, like that he it's dies so and he drama. becomes a crown prince. I mean, my goodness, revenge porn yeah. and all of it. That's crazy. Oh, it's it's so I, so good. I saw a post on Tumblr that had like an image of Heartstopper or an image of like the Young Royals poster, an image of the Heartstopper poster. And it was like the depression, the solution yeah. for like <laughs> Young Royals and Heartstopper. <laughs> it's so, the show is like so painful, but so like, um, I don't know. It's like, it's raw. Mm -hmm. I love the the whole, like the whole show is marked by like this under, this, this scoring of like this intense, almost thriller like music, like electric oh. synth music. It just feels foreboding all the time. And like, I don't know, they're, they're stuck in a boarding school out in the woods and it's, it's winter. It's seemingly at all moments. <laughs> like, it's just great. The shining could happen at any time. <laughs> really, truly, really, truly. Yeah. So did you watch Young Royals when it first came out and like fall deep into into like an obsession with it? I did. I stumbled on it. I didn't mean to. And like the way that Netflix throws a thumbnail up and <laughs> is like, you're a gay. <laughs> this seems like an image that would get you to. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I remember watching the first episode and then I stopped and I was like, I had to, I was like to my husband, I was like, okay, I've stopped watching this. We're watching this together. And we ended up like binging it all in a weekend. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's only, it's six episodes at about an hour each, but, um, and have since like gone back to it and just rewatched and rewatched. Cause you like pick up new things and it's like, I don't know. The, the lead actors are just so bonkers talented and their, their chemistry is insane. Have you watched the dub ver the dubbed version or the subtitled version? Uh, both. Oh, um, I yeah. actually, I actually like, the dubbed version more, which I didn't expect. Interesting. Because I, James and I, we watch a ton of subtitled queer shows and stuff, but like, I love that the actors in this show actually dubbed the English their, themselves. They speak English as well. Oh, what? So very cool. They're doing like double performance. So like, like Omar and, and, um, Edvin, the, the lead actors, they're dubbing all of the supporting cast are dubbing their own performances. Uh, it's very That's incredible. Cool. That very yeah. cool. I did not realize yeah. that. Because part of, part yeah. of I think why I dropped off on it is that I do a lot of like my TV watching when I'm like eating lunch and then sort of doing like bits of admin that I have to do. And I can't do that with subtitled mm -hmm. shows. Yes. So knowing yeah. that there's a dub by the actors who actually play the roles is very intriguing to me. Oh, it's so good. It's so impactful yeah. when you know it's yeah. that. It's just like better. And honestly, I was I was watching the dubbed version last night truly because I could not figure out how to get to the Swedish version. Because at first I was like, maybe they're just speaking English, but like 
moving their lips extra. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, because it did seem so like they were saying those things, even though I could tell that they weren't saying those things. And now I, that makes a lot of sense. It's very good dubbing because I, with Squid Games, for example, I feel like there was a big dichotomy between people who watched it dubbed and people who watched it uh, with the subtitles. Oh. And I watched that with the subtitles and I've always been like a diehard, like, I'm going to watch the with the subtitles as it was intended. Uh, <laughs> but now that they dubbed themselves, I feel like that, like, I like That's that. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you know if there's like a, a, an opinion, a widely held opinion within the fandom of like, which is better or which more people like do? You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I think the one that was more widespread, like available outside of, uh, Sweden was the dubbed version. Mm. That seems mm-hmm. to like be the easiest yeah. accessible one. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's definitely my favorite. Have you learned any Swedish? <laughs> not well. It's funny because I, I would like have the dubbed version, but also put like the captions, the subtitles underneath it as well, and like the the town that they're kind of situated just outside of is called Biesta, and seeing it spelled out for the first time after like i started watching the captions i was like oh it starts with a b and then there's a bunch of nonsense it's like really intense (laughs) uh but i think it's it's uh the the setting and like the the culture and uh, and everything it's like really gorgeous it's yeah i love a good swedish show so, so obviously there's the the main ship on the show uh but are there any other kind of side ships or relationships or dynamics in the show that you really are rooting for or invested in so like like the main ship wilmon is like just absolutely love absolutely love but here's the thing august is a very (laughs) we love a villain bad bad (laughs) villain like very bad guy uh in the first season and then what i love about what the show is doing is is basically showing how like these kids are just kids that are trapped within a class system and just how terrible that all is and how it's affecting all of them. And they, I will say in this new season from watching these first three episodes that they really make you like feel for August. Mm. And like, he's such an interesting character. He's such an ass. Uh, and like, I kind of ship him with everyone. <laughs> like problematically, I just think he's a very, very interesting character, especially in his relationship to uh, Wilhelm and and uh, that sort of like going against each other. Yeah. Um, I, I'm saying I'm not shipping them because they're related. I'm just saying he's <laughs> an interesting counterpoint to House of the Dragon is a future episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that's out there like have you have you delved into the tumblr fandom at all or like the ao3 tag for the fandom at all i've gone into the tumblr not not ao3 but but definitely the tumblr fandom and uh i i think it's been mostly like for the most part it's it's people are focusing on canon from what i could could get from Mm -hmm. that um just because the relationships they do sort of pair up with everybody is super interesting like in this in this new season felice which is like a, a, a sort of comes from a noble family as a friend uh wants willie in the first season and then ends up being kind mm. of like a a bestie mm. in the second season which is really interesting and then it gets a little messy and uh 
But like, uh, I think my my favorite character out of everyone is is Sarah, which is uh, Simone's uh, sister who is on the uh, autism spectrum, mm. and her sort of very confusing relationship with August mm. and how she interfaces with all of the rich girls at the school who board there, but she's a, a non-boarder, mm. part of the class system and everything. So it's, I don't know, there's just really good relationships in it. And I could just like go off on tangents. How much would someone have to pay you to go back to high school? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. It's funny. Uh, my husband and I talk about this like all the time because just by the sheer nature of watching like Heartstopper or Young Royals, we're like, oh, can we do it? Can we do it better? I hated being in class. I hated studying. I was not a good student. I was like passable. The thing that like I really, really wish I could experience is like just being kind of out mm -hmm. and and living life without that sort yeah. of secrecy granted like will principal home like has to you know is being forced to to keep it on the the down low but um i don't know i i would love to have been more of myself back then mm -hmm. and the character uh simon played by omar rudberg is like so himself so unabashedly himself at every moment and i just like i admire that character so much in the way that they're they're writing him. Cherokee, would you go back? Uh, absolutely not. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> high school was, you know, not my favorite four years. No. Um, but I do. So yeah. <laughs> what about you, Lauren? No, not for love or money. No, definitely not. <laughs> I had a terrible time. I was actually going to say now with like just social media and oh, phones God. and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I actually I, all no. the time. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. Maybe that's a, that's a fun <laughs> fun question to. to wrap up our, our young royals talk which is if you were 16 year old brigand like in 2022 watching young royals on tumblr what do you think like your tumblr would be about oh <laughs> whoa excellent it would be so unhinged it would be so unhinged so i like <laughs> i say this like one of the the things that i love about young royals and like we we could dive into I love Heartstopper and I think we could dive into the, uh, a little element of like purity culture and sanitizing mm. queer culture mm -hmm. and how fandoms can sort of like co-op a, a sweet story and say that's the definitive version of of queer representation. The thing I love about Young Royals is how it addresses very frank sexuality and sexual situations between characters where it's clumsy, it's funny it's sad it's exciting and and i think for someone who was so repressed and not himself when he was a kid i i think it would be a lot of like gifts of like just i don't know william simone like making out it would essentially be that it would just I mean, be like you know, that's the what most, a lot of tumblr like, is embracing it yeah, yeah exactly truly, truly. <laughs> you would have um, had a very popular yeah. blog oh my god yes <laughs> That's awesome. Are you more young or more royal? <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go young. I'm young at at heart. I love that. I love this stuff. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. A good That's beautiful a great answer. Thank you very much. <laughs> On the topic of questions. 
I have a quiz for us that is completely unrelated, but that I think um, will be particularly fun to have you two play because we're here with you, Brigan, and we're talking about Tumblr and Tumblr fandoms and being passionate about stuff. And I know that you have been a Supernatural fan since it first aired. Mm-hmm. And Cherokee's working her way through Supernatural for the first time. And there's been this this quiz going around recently, <clears throat> this you quiz on Tumblr um, about Supernatural, because, of course, Tumblr's always talking about Supernatural. And I thought we could play mm. it. Let's this is going to be for yes. points, so keep track of your points. Oh, God. <laughs> this is going to be really bad if I just tank this. So, oh, my gosh. It's not Supernatural trivia. <laughs> not quite. It is. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read a phrase to you. And you are going to tell me if it is a Fallout Boy song or the title of a Supernatural episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Are we ready? Yes. Born ready. Okay. I believe the children are our future. Uh, That's a Supernatural episode. Jerky? I was going to say the same thing. It is. You are correct. Yes. The parentheses after, close parentheses, life of the party. Fallout Boy. Oh no, Supernatural. Afterlife of the Party. Yeah, Supernatural. That is incorrect. It's a Fallout Boy song. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Disloyal Order of Water Buffaloes. That feels Supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) It is correct. It's a Fallout Boy song. Oh man. (laughs) Tanking this. Out of the... I'm going down swinging. <laughs> Out of the darkness into the fire. Supernatural. Mm, yeah, I feel like that would be a thing, right? Supernatural. We're wrong, aren't we? No, you're correct. That's, a... That's ah? funny. I took this quiz previously, and I got 11 out of 12, and I and I would have guessed wrong in that one. I think. <laughs> oh. King of the Damned. Fallout Boy. This feels like a trick, because I feel like it would be... I'm just going to go Supernatural. Let's mix it up. It is Supernatural. Oh. The last of the real ones. <laughs> Fallout Boy? Yeah, Fallout Boy. That is correct. Excellent. On the head of a pin. Oh, uh, that's Supernatural, I feel like. Um... Yeah, I think I'm also going to say Supernatural for that, that one. That is correct. I'm like vaguely remembering these like titles in the supernatural I'm, font. Like, yeah, I'm fairly yeah. certain on the head of a of, of a pen is is like a Castiel focused episode because I feel like I see it talked about mm. a lot. <laughs> Here's a vague one: Fourth of July. Oh, Fallout Boy. Supernatural. It is Fallout Boy. <laughs> Somewhere between heaven and hell. Oh, um, supernatural. Don't you smile, Lauren. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Cherokee. I'm really pondering here. Uh, it sounds so obviously supernatural. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Fall Out Boy. Why it is not? supernatural. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the born again identity. Um, ooh, Fall Out Boy. Uh, I'm going to say supernatural. They did jokey titles. You are correct. It is supernatural. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Dead on arrival. Oh, Fallout Boy. Supernatural. Oh, it is Fallout Boy. Oh. Hey. <laughs> this is the last one. The patron saint of liars and fakes. That's Fallout Boy. 
Okay. Fallout Boy. Right. It that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Brigham. I was tracking your answers. You got seventy five percent correct, which feels okay. pretty good, I'd say. Nice. Yeah. I think right. we can declare you the winner, although we'll find out when I edit oh. it and actually <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and guarantee that you won there, Brigham. <laughs> just vibe-wise, I f- you felt more right than me. <laughs> and thank you to that Uquiz maker. Um, we will reblog that onto dashboarddiaries.tumblr.com so you can play along, although we've just told you all the answers now. So up next, we are going to do our feels corner. So we're just going to talk about what has gotten us in our feels in the last week. Uh, so Brigan, do you want to start? What are you, what are you feeling feelings about? Feeling, feeling. So wait, is this like in relation to media? Like anything at all. Just like what has you in your feels? So I'm a new dad. And <laughs> so I feel like every waking second is like being awe in awe of this like little kid and getting super emotional about every single thing (laughs) and i will say there was something last night where you know uh, james and i we sent each other like tiktoks all the time and there was a video of this little boy and his little sister in a restaurant in korea and he didn't have enough money to afford food for himself but got stuff for his little sister and like the whole wait staff and owners like saw it and brought over a ton of free food for both of them and like brought them takeout and this little oh. boy was so gentle and sweet and I showed it to James and we were both just like we were like <laughs> bawling just absolutely emotional so I, th- I think um, anything having to do with kids mm-hmm. right now has me real raw yeah. like real raw <laughs> good and bad <laughs> that makes sense what about you lauren uh what's what's got you in your feels well this week? I, i've got i've got i've got two and i'll try to move through them fairly mm. quickly um on the subject of crying um i did finally watch all of the midnight club <laughs> and i think it was specifically <sighs> episodes uh, what seven and eight that i was just like mm-hmm. i was like, crying for like two straight hours Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was just really, like, I was really not, I was having a great time, but I was crying a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, so I gosh. loved that. And then on the subject of um, great shows from, from our, our Northern European neighbors, um, neighbors, that's a, a different continent. You know what I mean? Um, uh, we just watched the newest season slash revival of Borgen. I don't know if either of you have watched Borgen. It was, like, no. pitched to me as, like, Danish West Wing. Borgen means castle, I believe, in, in Danish. Oh and it's, uh, it's like, the name of their parliament, basically. Um, and so it's about the, the first series took place 10 years ago. Like, it started in 2010 and ran from 2010 to 2013, three seasons, about this woman becoming the first Danish prime minister. And then it like it ended, and they recently this year they like did a, another season ten years later, and it was just like it was eight episodes, and it was we watched in, like two days because it was just so like it's just like such good political drama, and the characters are surreal. And I think my favorite thing about this particular season um, is just that like all of the women in it, it's like a lot about women and power and stuff, are all they all just like they suck in a great way. 
Like, <laughs> like they fail and they're like, they're, they're really yeah. smart and really accomplished, but like, they're also bad at stuff and they make really bad decisions. And then they have to like, like, they just feel so real in a way that like, you still want to root for them, but you're like, girl, what are you doing? Um, yeah. so yes, I, I was, uh, I was, I was really enjoying Borgen. That's on Netflix as well. I love a good flawed character. Yeah. yeah it's great. Yeah. It's great. What about you, Cherokee? What's got you in your feels? I also have two things, and I will also try to go through them quickly <laughs> on brand. So the first one is uh, we launched a new uh, web series this week on Tumblr that I like got to like help develop and produce. Ah. And it made it into fandom as like the top five web series. And I am so freaking excited Yay. about it. So I think like that has just been like overwhelming and exciting and wonderful. Uh, it's called Tumblr Top Five. And it's with the guys from BuzzFeed Unsolved who then went on to create Watcher Entertainment. They do Ghost Files and Puppet History and a bunch of other great shows. Super popular on Tumblr and they love Tumblr. Um, and so Ryan Bergara and Shane Madey did this series with us called Tumblr Top Five based on Top Five Beatdown, which was their like kind of ranking list series they did like top five serials and stuff um so our first episode was top five hottest horror movie monsters uh everyone was like very on brand for the monster fucker website is what like the the top comment uh it was the number one okay the first one was dracula and okay. so, and it's interesting because there was a very mixed bag about that because Dracula Daily, like people are like, well, we're talking about how pathetic he is, not how much we like him. But then there are the people who are thirsty <laughs> for Dracula. This, is, this isn't going to help my case online, but like, where was like a werewolf <laughs> on that? Because like, yeah. I got strong feelings about werewolves. <laughs> Look, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think there was, I think if we could have done a top 20 list, I really think that would have fully encapsulated. Yeah, it was like Candyman was number five, mm. Freddy Krueger was four, Ghostface was three, Michael Myers was two, and then Dracula was what one. What is this list? Uh, this is not the list yeah. of monsters. <laughs> I, no one expect like literally no one expected it. All the comments were like, and uh, yeah, I think it was maybe just like a staying power mm. thing because we measured over many years and these are all very known entities so the horror fandom talks about all these a lot and has been talking about these a lot but yeah so it was a very interesting like final list and ryan and shane's list were even more chaotic uh for example shane put the bathtub woman from the shining (laughs) as one of his monsters oh my god yeah and so the second episode came out yesterday. It was poor little meow meows mm. was the topic of that episode because, you know, Tumblr. Mm. Um, and so it's just been so much fun. Our episode coming out uh, next week is going to be aesthetics. Ooh. So that'll be Wait, fun I have too. to know who the so top five poor little meow meows are. <laughs> Nandor the Relentless from What We Do in the Shadows, Bill Cipher from Gravity Falls, Will Graham from Hannibal, Bruce Bruce Wayne, uh, aka Batman, Mm -hmm. and then Bucky Barnes. Honestly, that's a good I list of poor mil- little meow meows, right? Yeah, yeah, there was a mixed mixed reaction to it. There were a lot of people who like Castiel, for example. People were like, "Where's Castiel on this list?" Castiel but I think I wouldn't call meow him meow. a poor little meow Absolutely meow, right? Not. So I think no. there is a lot of there's a lot of infighting about what constitutes a poor little meow Will meow. Will Graham is like Will Graham is uh, the epitome of a poor right? little meow meow. And a lot of people were saying Hannibal is a poor little meow meow, and I was like, Hannibal is not a poor little meow meow. He does he has too much confidence going on. Absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> he's too self-assured. To me, Bill Cipher 
Piper, I do, I do feel like falls more into a Tumblr sexy man rather than a poor little I can see that. Yeah. But we still have to do our, like, our... The our, Venn diagram. Exactly. The, the, the <laughs> yeah. Venn diagram. Which we will have to, we'll have to do an episode on that at some point. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then my other one is just my new favorite show that I think everyone should watch if you want a show that is just in. Mm-hmm. 100% pleasant at all times. Mm. Uh, it's called Taskmaster. Oh, Have you guys heard God, of this? I love Taskmaster. I am, of, I can't stop watching it. I want my like 30th birthday party theme to be Taskmaster themed and like, I can be the taskmaster and like so, have someone give out tasks. Like your, I'm all in. I'm I was like, eventually it's going to dawn on Brigham that he's played taskmaster yeah. before because my, my partner, Brandon did a taskmaster birthday for me for my 30th birthday. Cause it was during quarantine. Are you kidding me? And so he, he put together like with a bunch of my friends, like this virtual taskmaster. And it was, I still have all the videos from it. They're incredible. Chaos. <laughs> oh my God. Also, what are the odds that like, I was literally just, just said that. <laughs> that is insane. So Brigan, before we let you go, do you have any uh, things you want to plug? And can you tell us where to find you online? You can find me on uh, Instagram at, at Brigan, and you can find me at the sinking Titanic. That is Twitter at Brigan Snow. Uh, blue check mark? No blue check mark? We'll see. I've I've got some like stuff coming out next year, which will be super great, but if you want to check out uh, Roommates and Look Up, which, which are two uh, uh, fiction podcasts that I wrote that are actually very much in the vein of like uh, BL series and, and stuff like that, which uh, I would also just plug if you want like really good queer storytelling, like check out some Asian queer shows like Kin Porsche, Big Dragon, uh vice versa semantic era there's like amazing storytelling out there that's definitely inspired me in my work so i'll just plug other other stuff but yeah so kind of you look up and roommates are are so good you guys should go listen to that yeah (laughs) and with that i'm lauren chippen and you can find me at the laurenchippen.tumblr.com or you might already be following me on my secret blog that i will never tell you the name of and i'm cherokee mcanelly and you can find me at chero.tumblr.com this has been dashboard diaries and May your anons always be loving, your dash always refreshed, your gifts always be loading, and your ships always canon. May the fix you're reading always be finished. And the answers you seek always in the reblogs. Thanks for scrolling with us. <laughs>